Welcome to episode 44, part the first of Story Mode, a video game podcast. The official podcast of storymodegaming.com.com? Sure. Brought to you by Fan Critical. Off to a strong start. I'm your host, Jesse Monroe. And I'm joined by the whole crew. I'm not going to do the normal rigmarole. Simon, Keelan, Josh, Lauren, how we doing? Hey. Hey. Nice. No, we got no time for this jibber jab for this chit chat. We have a jam packed double header of an episode. Um, because we are going to dive in to a bit of a year in review. <laughs> twenty twenty. What a year. Am I right? Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh boy, that's putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're going to go through month by month, talking about you know the stories that were worth talking about in video games. Some things that uh, happen outside of video games and sort of affected the video game landscape. And some absolute bonkers bullshit that I forgot about before researching this episode. But like, in, in general, how do you guys feel? Before we even go through these lists, because I'm sure by the time, at the end of part two, you guys may have a different opinion because you remember a few things. But just on the surface level, 2020 in gaming, how do we feel? Uh, I don't remember yeah. half of it. Yeah, no, me neither. Like, it doesn't feel real that Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy VII Remake came out this year. That doesn't feel like that was <laughs> this yeah. year. There are a lot but, of games that I look back and I'm like, surely you came out like last August. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, just going through the notes that you've lovingly and painstakingly prepared for us, I was like, wait, wasn't that last year? Fuck. Yeah. It's unreal, I think, the disconnect between mm-hmm. actual yeah. time and human time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think, like, a lot happened, a lot good happened as well as far as games go. But yeah. a lot of that was muted and kind of, you know, it didn't hit the same way it would have any other year just yeah, because of what happened. Yeah. I think um, a lot of things are put under a lot of a, a much harsher microscope than usual because people had time. Yeah. yeah, you're sitting yeah. at home. It's like, hey, you know, what I can do to pass the time. Hate people on the internet. And also, I think on words. that note um, about hating things, there was a lot of ugly truths about the gaming industry as a whole that were uncovered this year. Very mm-hmm. important that they were uncovered, but I think it just sort of it, adds to the shit. I think, I think a lot of them have been big. Being uncovered for like a few years, but like, yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, these aren't like the first of round sudden. of allegations. I think it's all come to a, like a lot of it's come to a head this mm-hmm. year, though. So, yeah, hopefully, it's a bit of a transitional year. And it, now that a few of these things are out in the open, I mean, there's a lot more that we need to go into in the next few years as like an entire industry because the gaming industry at times kind of fuck actually, not just the industry itself, but also like the fandom, gamers themselves, oh. just the mindset. Gamers it with needs a, a bit of a reset, yeah. Um, but let's kick into it. And you guys, I don't know if you guys are aware of a thing that's um, happened. Uh, well, end of last year, but really affected this year. It's called, sorry, I just to check my notes. It's called COVID, COVID-19. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, not in WA at least. Yeah, what a, what a bizarre and unique thing that no one's ever heard of. No. Look, uh, coronavirus, COVID, whatever. Obviously, it's affected the whole year for everyone in, in numerous ways. Um, so just from the jump. Uh, also, just a heads up. All the notes, a lot of the notes and stuff we've and researched from this episode stems from like Wikipedia, Kotaku, IGN, GameSpot, Game Informer, Survivor, a bunch of different websites. So, hey. Also, 
a lot of stuff from StoryMoreGaming.com. And one of the good hey, parts nice. this year, we started hey. doing stuff. That's something. One of the best things of this year. So, via Wiki, uh, the video game industry in general saw a massive boost from the pandemic. Since people under pandemic lockdowns were forced to stay home, with video games becoming a popular pastime. Total spending in video games grew to US dollars, $33.7 billion. Um, in the United States during the first nine months of 2020, compared to $27.9 billion for the same period in 2019. Easy-to-learn games with little to no narrative and large audience enjoyed um, enjoyment potential, bleh, including Fall Guys, Among Us, and the Jackbox Party Packs, saw great increases in popularity during the pandemic as a means to avoid the, quote, cultural trauma of the situation. Cultural trauma what. is such a good term. <laughs> it sums it up pretty well. I love but that. But, like, Senior Party Games, I played a shit ton of, um, like, as I wrote in my um, Games of the Generation piece, I played a shit ton of Fortnite this year. Not for the game. Just to kind of speak to people and be somewhat social. So, you can definitely get the appeal of it. But, let's uh, step into January, which only happened a short 18 months ago, apparently. <laughs> um, now, the, the year started off quite gently. Um, we had Piplup front and center as part of the Pokemon Go Community Day. Um, this is one of the last Pokemon Go Community Days where you could actually walk the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, GTA 5 was added to Xbox Live but removed from Steam. We got our first look at the PS5 logo. Two new Pokemon Sword and Shield expansions were announced, them being Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra, along with Pokemon Home, which is a new iteration of Pokemon Bank, just three times more expensive. Um, a hopeful, a young hopeful Milky Spencer, Milky Phil Spencer, confirmed that he and his team is hard, were hard at work on E3 after a confirmation that Sony and PlayStation will not be attending E3 2020. Fire Emblem Three Houses Byleth was added to Smash. Square Enix's Avengers game got delayed to September 2020. Final Fantasy VII Remake got pushed back to April and Iron Man VR was pushed back to May. Cyberpunk, you know, Cyberpunk, got pushed back to a September release date uh, with quote, a quote from City Project Red's Marcin Iwinski and Adam Badowski over on Twitter saying, We are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. Hmm? That uh, quote didn't bite them in the ass at all, but <laughs> hold on to your horses. There's many more quotes from this year. Um, the Gaming for Life Twitch streaming marathon dedicated its 2020 funds to the Sony Foundation Bushfire Appeal and Aussie Bushfire Relief, while Humble's Australian Bushfire Relief Bundle raised over $2.2 million. Um, for those who can't remember, Australia was sort of on fire at the the year. Um, we had really, that was this really... year? Yeah, yeah. I know. It's I, I, far, yeah. Absolutely devastating bushfire at the the year. So it was really, really good to see so many um, uh, content creators and development teams, stuff like that, get behind causes to raise some money. Mm. Uh, and we also had um, House House, the uh, studio behind Untitled Goose Game, they pledged to start donating at least 1% of its future revenues to Australian Indigenous groups. We had some games come out in January as well, as you do most months. <coughs> Monster Hunter World Iceborne, hey. Yakuza Like a Dragon in Japan, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and Kentucky Route Zero. Guys, January. <sighs> um, it was a while ago. Let me just yeah. start by saying that it was my birthday. Thank you. Thank Yay. you. Yay. <laughs> I'm so young. Um, I think, I mean, from a personal uh, point, Iceborne, uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne was a huge, huge deal, Um, especially in, like, my own personal circle. I think it was absolutely one of the 
best timed releases I think I've ever seen for a game. Came out at just the right point in the year that, you know, everyone everyone's recovered from their Christmas spending a little bit and got, oh, yeah, and then, oh, cool, there's an update, like an optional expansion. Yeah, you know what? I've got a little bit of I've got a little bit of extra money. I've got my Steam gift cards from my family or whatever. I'm gonna go grab it. And it is a very fucking good expansion pack. To be fair, Simon, though, like this game could have come out at any point of the year, at any time, and you would have been like, yes, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, one, I mean, one, please, one delicious iceborne, please. I mean, look, it could like <laughs> drop on my house and kill me, but and I'd still be happy about it. <laughs> I tell you what did come out at a good time. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I tell you what. It came out at the perfect time of the year where like any other time I wouldn't have jumped on it at launch and I wouldn't have like blown through it. (laughs) Exactly. I don't remember any of it. (laughs) You can't, yeah. But I was here. I don't don't know how you didn't notice me put like 50 hours into that game. (laughs) I think I I I literally was at work every time you were playing it. Dude, it was so good. It was um, it's just the perfect game where it's just like it's a dumb open world game. You play through all the arcs from Dragon Ball Z. Awesome. Is, in an is, RPG, is it getting yeah. the li- Is Goku getting his license mission in? It's, it's a in mission, the game, in, right? Yeah, like just fuck yeah. dumb stuff with like that. Um, lots of fun fan service. Um, finding lots of weird um, kind of characters from like the prequel Dragon Ball. Just like in a cave somewhere, and you're like, "Oh, that's where they were during the like events of Z. Like, this is where they are. Twenty years on, like they're just hanging out in this cave. <laughs> um, just dumb stuff away. like that. Yeah, <laughs> and it good was, art style as well. Oh, it's it was yeah, it looks like, really it was great. Like one for one with the show almost. Yeah, and like it's pretty spot on. I mean, it's no fighters in terms of like pure art. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm th- I'm thinking of fighters. I, I get the two confused. I remember playing Kakarot. At um, at PAX last year. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah. So and this is the open with, world uh, RPG. Am I? I'm getting confused, aren't I? Yeah, I'm getting Kakarot yeah. and um, yeah. Fighters. Fighters. Yeah, so, so, same so game. Fuck it. Same Fighters game. Fighters <laughs> is Dragon Ball Z. Fighters is the traditional one on one two D fighter like brawler yeah. from our um, system. With yeah, like you're you've got three different characters that you can pick from during your fights and you can swap them out at certain points it's stuff. pretty much marvel vs capcom 4 yes yeah um, <laughs> that's great. and then yeah um kakarot is more like the budokai games where it's a 3d environment ah uh, yeah yeah i'm getting confused pull mm. off some of the slightly weirder shit that dragon ball is pretty well known for so <laughs> but no i just like i feel like if this came out in a more packed month like say if i had to choose between ghost of tsushima or kakarot or to pick ghost um but it just came out the perfect time where I'm like, yeah, man, I can put 50 hours into this and just blow this over and just, you know, re-experience that entire story. Can we like, go, as awesome. we go through this um, this little thing we're doing, the calendar, calendar months, can we get a a, uh, a platinum counter for you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Kakarot, <laughs> platinum. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we so we're on one for the year. Uh, we're on <laughs> one. Okay. Well, let's roll into February. In Feb, the Xbox homepage copped an upgrade. Games and apps section of the UA became easier to access mid-game. Rod Ferguson left his role as lead on the Gears of War series at the Coalition to oversee the Diablo series at Blizzard Entertainment. Over on Twitter, he said, I began working on Gears of War over 15 years ago, and since then, it has been the joy of my life. But now it's time for a new adventure. I leave Gears in the hands of the Coalition. Cliff... Oh, Cliff Bozinski, you motherfucker. Cliffy B. Cliffy B. 
uh, offered to consult on the Gears franchise in the wake of Rod's departure, also coming and saying that his last project, Lawbreakers, failed because he and it were too, quote, woke. Because when I think of woke, I think of Cliffy B. Mm. Uh, Kazuhisa Hashimoto, creator of the Konami Code, uh, passed away at the age of 61. The cute-as-heck Animal Crossing-themed Nintendo Switch was revealed. Cyberpunk 27 (laughs) Switch was confirmed to not be in the works. Shocker. Quote, not as far as... Sorry, this is from um, somebody... uh, John Mamus at CD Projekt Red. Um, When questioned on um, if the game will become a Switch, he said, not as far as I know, not yet. I don't know if Cyberpunk Cyberpunk 27.7 would work on the Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Which, you know what? Hey... He's correct. Yep. Uh, hold on, guys. Hold wrong. on. They managed to squeeze The Witcher 3 onto the Switch, and it's not a terrible experience. No, so, I've heard it's actually it runs it, it's decent. really yeah, it's, it's quite fine. well. I, but, you know, I The Witcher it. 3 also works on console. I, Something I, that Cyberpunk is yet to hit. <laughs> I, I have it on Switch, and it's great. The The whole cross-save thing is seamless. Oh, it's I really love nice to so play. Much. It's yeah. such a great feature. I, I do want to play that. Guys, I totally could see them trying to do Cyberpunk on the Switch and it just being like Ark Survival Evolved Switch level of clusterfuck. It would be <laughs> hilarious. Oh, well, I'd I think it that. would be I think it would be worse than that. Like I think I think you'd <laughs> probably put the cartridge in. You turn on your Switch, you'd press the button to load it and then your Switch would just explode. They'd have to do <laughs> like just, a it control it glitch cloud out edition kind of thing. Yeah. So it's going to be Cyberpunk yeah. 2077 cloud edition. Uh, what else happened in February? Massive Studios uh, announced Awards of New York, the me- first major DLC for The Division 2. The Division 2 was really fucking good. I just never got around to Awards of New York. Bioware announced that Anthem, remember Anthem, will receive a, quote, longer-term design, end quote, to overhaul its experience. We're yet to see that overhaul in December 2020. Hmm? Activision Blizzard pulled out its library, <laughs> pulled its library of games from NVIDIA's GeForce Now, with Bethesda soon following suit. Yes, GeForce Now was a thing this year at some point. E3 Coliseum host Jeff Keighley confirmed that he will not take part in this year's event along with a number of high-profile gaming personalities. As per Survivor.com, the statement came as recent era users found a public-facing website that listed all of E3 2020's exhibitors. The website was quickly password-protected after the find. The ESA issued a formal statement shortly afterwards, so just another time where people involved with E3 had all their details made public. Again. Um, but in some good news, Sonic the Hedgehog, the film came out, and it was pretty fucking good. Um, I need to watch right, it. Oh, hold on, hold on. I need it. Hold on, hold on. Pretty fucking good. That's that's high praise. It's pretty I, fucking... I would, I would say a, it was okay. It's the last <laughs> movie I saw in a cinema, okay? Good memories. Now, the last movie you saw in cinema, Keelan, was Tenet. Mm. Correct. Would you say Sonic is better than Tenet? <laughs> there are parts of Sonic that are better than Tenet, yes. <laughs> overall, overall package. No, no, overall package? No, Jesse, of course not. Come on, man. What do you mean, of course not? What do you mean? It's Sonic the bloody hedgehog. Sonic the hedgehog. Oh, you seen, you seen it's the spines. blue goddamn blur. <laughs> the, the guy, the lead character, the guy who plays the um, human James counterpart. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. who is he? And I thought he was someone he's else. Sonic's best friend. Like, do you think he was Chris like Pine? Like I always think he's Hollywood Chris Pine. Who look... Yeah, right. <laughs> I always I thought they're the same Sorry. people. I got James really Marston. James pa- Marston. James Marston is a three dollar Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> he was um, Cyclops in the X Men movies, and he also has an extremely oh. punchable face. 
Um, he's in and a, he's, he's also in enchanted in 27 dresses and <laughs> he's pretty much in every movie that has a live action regular Joe meet up with some kind of CG animated monstrosity from another world. Okay. So I've seen a lot of the Sonic monstrosity is a bit far, but <laughs> <laughs> the lesson we've learned then is we need a new actor to play the live action counterpart to all of our video game heroes in movies. Okay. Yeah. I nominate you, Keels. <laughs> Done. Thanks. And and Jesse, you can be the wacky sidekick. I can be the monstrosity. Yeah. You can, oh yeah, that's the the CG <laughs> capture. We'll put you in a suit. I, I, I'm the pre redesigned Sonic. Just let Jesse loose and watch <laughs> watch the shenanigans. It'd be great. You can roll. Um, and coming out that month, we had dreams. Which is oh man, I need to get back into dreams. I've seen some of the things people have made mm. in under a year with I guess with a lot more time um, on their hands this year. Oh, dreams are so cool. That is something had- um, I I saw. Not it doesn't really mean much to you guys, but um, I saw someone who recreated a couple of monsters from Monster Hunter and made them like a playable character That's with proper sick. interactions and attacks and moves and all that sort of shit. Like they they did that in Dreams. I was like, fuck, that is cool. I, I wish Dreams got more attention because it is a stunning. Tool. It's less a game. Like there is a campaign to it. And it's fun, but the magic is where is the content created by um, users and stuff like yeah. that. And I wish it got more attention. We also had Street Fighter Five Champion Edition, a game that I bought um, on the recommendation of a mate and played for about four minutes. Um, we had Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 remix, and if that wasn't enough Kingdom Hearts for you, we also had Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. I've got 1.5 and 2.5 remix. On my none shows. of that makes sense. Yeah, just um, none of it makes any now. sense. So they but- just, to clarify, they just came out in Xbox. This is the first time you're able to play any of those games on any Xbox platform. Oh, so okay, it's, it was, was a pretty big me, deal because just- it's the first time you could play the first Kingdom Hearts on anything other than a PlayStation. We're going to so- name this episode because it's a two-parter. We're going to call this episode 44, 2.8, Final Chapter Prologue. <laughs> and you know what? I'd probably still cry at the end. <laughs> <laughs> We also had Sayonara at Wild Hearts, One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. How you make a how you make a fighting game of one punch one punch man? Beyond me. Um and oh, Metro- a broken one. It's really <laughs> fucking good. Yeah. They've done it um, really also, A special little thing happened in February. A, a little a little flower broke through the ground and, and blossomed. Um we had our first episode. Yay, I, think was, I think it was on the twenty fourth of February or something like that. We had our our first little episode. Keelan, when you edit this, you, should, you need to put in some of that first episode. You can hear a little little baby voices. No, we still sound the same. We'll still probably drinking just as hard. Mm-hmm. We've made no progress whatsoever. <laughs> I sound a lot more awake back then, I guess. <laughs> I'm a lot more aware of my surroundings. There's, there's probably a lot more dogs barking in the background of mine. <laughs> Most likely. Just quickly, yeah. on the topic of February, I wanted to shout out to Sayonara Wild Hearts. That Don't play, I've heard nice. nothing but good things. It's a beautiful, incredible game with an amazing soundtrack. And the first game that I played on my phone from beginning to end. Mm. Um, and I want to do an episode on phone games soon. Yeah, I realized then, like, holy shit, this was good. I liked playing it on my phone. Kind of changed my perspective. How long was this? Oh, um, it's like maybe 40 minutes. If oh, it's, it's an oh. album. It's Where did you play it? Now, you did you play it like basically. on the train or just in your living room? Like with the I just music coming out of your room phone? With headphones, headphones yep. on, 
and uh, my controller connected to my phone uh, via Bluetooth and just had a blast. Man, mobile games are slept on. There are some, there are some actually, actually amazing Legit. narrative games on mobile that people just look at mobile games like, oh, Candy Crush, I'm a dickhead. But there's some really good shit there. I, I think let's book that in for uh, next year. We'll do uh, a bit of a breakdown of best mobile games. Um, let's move on to March. Now, March is when this year started to get a little bit, a little bit wobbly, a little bit, uh, I don't know about this one. Um, a COVID state of emergency was declared in the US and uh, in Australia, large groups of people started to work from home. Uh, so like non-essential staff like myself um, got to start working from home which meant uh, obviously a bit of a spike in gaming for some and just a change in gaming habits for others. But we did get some relief. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake got a demo on uh, the PS4, so we finally got our first little taste of Midgar. I played through that, and that was... I've uh, said a million times, I'm not a Final Fantasy person, but I played them, ooh, okay, maybe I am a Final Fantasy person. This is good. Um, Rockstar think- Games... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I think you are a Final Fantasy person. I just don't think you're a turn-based JRPG kind God, of person. God, no. God, no. I'm mile a minute. I, I, think, I think there is a Final Fantasy game out there for everyone, and I will actually stand by that. I like 15 because you could get cup noodles. That's fair. <laughs> well, that's, I'm, 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 I'm all <laughs> that, cup noodles. That's Yeah. I watched my partner play a lot of 15. It's like, yeah, it's a bunch of friends on a big gay road trip. Discovering their feelings around a bonfire. <laughs> Hells yeah. They're so gay for each other. And I love so, it. Yeah. I'm so here for this wholesome gayness. Whenever she played, I would just sit next to him like, kiss him. Kiss him. <laughs> nah. Damn it. it was just stolen looks across a cup of noodles. Um, in case uh, uh, any of the viewers or rather listeners aren't a hundred percent aware, we support all of our LGBTQT friends in this podcast, in this house. Especially Elf. if it's four <laughs> anime men oh, yeah. sharing a Elf, stolen yes. look at each other. You know, like, all four. And their big dumb car. Like, that is hand like a oh, Not a dumb yeah. car. It turns into a jet at the yeah. end. <laughs> oh. Shit, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's my favourite. Th- my, my favourite thing about it is using it in Final Fantasy fourteen Because it's a <laughs> Okay, we're going to move on before he starts talking about Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, somebody. <laughs> Um, Rockstar Games co-founder and lead writer Dan Hauser left the company. Parent company Take-Two issued the following statement. After an extended break beginning in the spring of 2019, Dan Hauser, vice president creative at Rockstar Games, will be leaving the company. Dan Hauser's last day will be March 11th, 2020. We're extremely grateful for his contributions. Rockstar Games has built some of the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful game worlds, a global community of passionate fans, and an incredibly talented team, which remains focused on current and future projects. Over at Sony Santa Monica Studios, head Shannon Chudstill announced plans to join Google Stadia. So everyone's just leaving at this point. HBO announced a The Last of Us TV show um, was in production and will be developed by Chernobyl's Craig Mazin alongside Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann. E3 2020 finally got cancelled um, over concerns over the coronavirus. I, I don't think it's as simple as good to me no I there was a lot of flow on effects of this that weren't always really good for some of the small developers this year so no, it's no, no, interesting absolutely. And it's, where it's, that goes it's a complicated issue but i think overall it was probably a good thing for, um, for at least the safety of people for the safety of it yeah no doubt uh lego super mario was announced 
um, by Lego and Nintendo, because I mean, who else would announce that? <laughs> and Mike Cerny revealed the PS5 tech specs with a particular focus on ear shape. It was a very, very bizarre conference, and it went for about four days too long. <laughs> Releases. This was a fucking banger of a month. We had Call of Duty Warzone, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, which is so good, Neo 2, Half-Life Alex, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered, Persona 5 Royal, got the Western release, and Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal came out on the same fucking day. And it was... It... Mm, that it was, was, a, it was a marriage. It was jarring. That was it a was a marriage made in heaven. Mm. I remember getting EB Games and having to like line up to... There was a line going out the door to get this. The only other time I've seen that this year is people picking up their PS5s and their Xbox um, Series X and Ss. Mm -hmm. So people were pumped for this. And there was some really, really cool... I remember really distinctly around that time, there was some cool um, fan art going around. Oh, yeah. Of, like, Isabel in hell and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But, <laughs> and also, I just want to just want to put out there that uh, id Software were also sort of in on the joke. Yeah. Um, when Nintendo were like, hey, Animal Crossing releases today. And then they were like, is Isabel going to be there? <laughs> yeah, the, the social media team for both um, both brands were doing a good job with this Oh, one. yeah, 100%. But of all those games, have you guys, has, has anyone here played Ori yet? Will of the Wisps? I haven't played Will of the Wisps. I have started on the original with the intent on getting onto Will mm. of the Wisps, and I fell in love with it. I really Oh, my God, it's so it. beautiful. I've been playing it at 120 frames on the Series X. Mm. Holy shit. I'm just not a game. fan of Metroidvanias. I hate them. I hate them. Can't stand it. Tried Ori, got about halfway through, and I was like, absolutely not. None of this. You're like, Ori? I did like cry. Ori. <laughs> I did, did cry at the start, but everyone cried at the start. But True. I like And then you get see it 15 times one. and you go, ugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. We get it. You oh, die. Yeah. We get it. We get it. There's no food. Everyone okay. dies. Jesus. You're all Jesus. fluffy. <laughs> They're all fluffy and they all die. I couldn't get into the first one that I remember yeah, that playing, Will of the Wisps. I, but I, uh, yeah, 2016, that's so long ago. I remember playing it on my <laughs> first PC. That I, the first one I built, excuse me. Um, no, you're not excused. Oh, damn it. Now I'm still what? a baby. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I remember playing Will of the Wisps at PAX last year and playing it for like a solid hour <laughs> and just loving it. And nobody asked me to get off it and there was no line. And I was just like, cool. Like I'm just having fun, unlocking abilities, playing through it. I just had such a great time with it. Um, yeah. I really need to go back and play the first one. Pretty sure, I haven't got it in my notes here, but speaking of PAX, I'm pretty sure they're about in February, March, where the PAX um, dates were announced. It was meant to be like October Rip. 8th till the 11th. Yeah. Sad times. <sighs> I miss PAX. A game oh, that you fuck. didn't mention in that release thingy was a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, the remake or remaster or whatever they were doing for uh, it. Oh, yeah. That came out a couple of weeks for Animal Crossing. And when it was announced, I remember going, fuck yeah, I'm going to buy Mystery Dungeon because I played the demo. Because I never played the originals. I was always mainline Pokemon games and also like Snap and Stadium and the Nintendo and ones. Uh, and Quest. Oh, God. Oh, Hells yeah. I think you just yeah. fell Jesse. off like playing games around the time Mystery Dungeon came out, right? I think I did. Well, I was busy at work because, you know, went pandemic and all that. And uh, <laughs> work's kind of like, yo, you got to stay here all the time. And um, everything just went weird. But I remember being like, fuck yeah, Mystery Dungeon comes out on like the, I think it was like the 9th or something of March. And then Animal Crossing comes out on the 20th. I can play Mystery Dungeon up until Animal Crossing comes out and then switch over and it's going to be amazing. And I think I started Mystery Dungeon, picked Chikorita, as my uh, my my go to, and then 
never touch it. <laughs> never touch it again. Sadly, because I, I really wanted to. I really wanted to give it a, a good hot go because I loved like the, you know, the kind of, it reminds me of like the um, Paper Mario kind of humor, how it's just like kind of yeah. not typical, but it's like, you know, looks real fun, looks real funny. It's a little bit silly in its own way. Yeah. And like it, it makes fun of its own rules and its own universe quite mm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I played the original, like the original version of it on both the DS and on the Game Boy Advance because it was Red Mystery Dungeon, sorry, Red Rescue Team, Blue Rescue Team. Yeah. So I was pretty happy to jump back into it again. Um, but I played the demo and I was like, oh man, I remember how tedious this got. Mm-hmm. And it just, all of those memories of the tedium just came flood- flooding back and I'm like, nah, I, I can't do this. <laughs> I, think it, I think it could have used a little bit more of a touch-up. Yeah, I think. Yeah, from I the think, reviews um, and what people were saying, yeah, it seemed to be very monotonous after a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and that was one thing I was kind of hoping they would maybe sort of tackle, but I guess they didn't do as much of it as they could have. I think probably out of fear of messing with the original too much. So I get why they did it, of course. Mm. Or smart. Well, so. speaking of Pokemon, in April, Niantic announced plans to bring Pokemon Go raids to people's homes, keeping the popular um, game going throughout lockdown also that transition was pretty fucking solid thank mm-hmm. you you're Good welcome one. final fantasy 7 remake uh was sent to those in australia and europe early due to concerns involving the coronavirus coronavirus so we got like five days before everyone else did and it was oh it was I... it kind of sucked i i i really liked that people could play final fantasy 7 early and like everyone who was excited for it got to play it and they were stoked but if I was in one of the countries where it got delayed and i'm seeing people play it spoilers going out really early i'm like Ugh, I, I, in Australia, we've been in that case before where other countries have got the game before us or a movie or whatever. And I know that feeling of like, I, I, I had that feeling going on social media that you may get it spoiled for you. Don't yeah. I, but it, I feel like it was just like, it's, it was unpredictable and it was the best. It had thing to happen. Yeah. It, had it, to happen. It's, it was the first it, casualty of COVID. I don't think anything, yeah, nothing. No, I don't think anyone was in fault for this. It's just, no, it would, it would like suck. A standout moment in gaming this year when I was at work. Checked my phone, saw a message from Simon saying like, hey man, like, yeah, the game's out and stuff in the group yeah. chat that we're in. And well, me being like, what? Now? Was, and then like going on my break and like calling up JB Hi-Fi and being like, what? Oh, I can get it now. And then convincing Lauren to like drop me off there because I'm pathetic and I don't have a license. Oh, neither so do neither I. Neither <laughs> Hells yeah. Pathetic. No, yeah. I was on my lunch break. This is a pro public transport podcast, okay? Three out of five people who don't have their licenses. Therefore, as a group, grow up. Have a license. <laughs> White no. man, children God. unite. Yes. Yeah. Wonder <laughs> yeah. twin powers activate. <laughs> what do um, you guys transform into? You know, plebs. do you have like swords that come out of the ground? Um, we mine, form a singular Mikey card. Mine's just a scooter, <laughs> um, like the little push scooters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a real cool one. It's got like green wheels and like. Okay, there's actually like a couple of electronic ones that are showing up at like JB Hi Fi and stuff now, and I don't know how I feel. Because part <laughs> of me goes, I really want that. Oh, I should boy. not get that. I do not want to get that. You will hurt yourself. <laughs> don't it do will it. hurt myself. It will hurt my street cred. Um, because I'm well known in the in the hood, you know, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah, a bit of a big yeah. deal. Uh, <laughs> It's just it's just one of those things. I'm just like, <laughs> oh god, I don't want to, but I kind of do. Um, mm-hmm. But no, it was it was really surreal when Final Fantasy VII came out because it was oh, yeah. April first. It was April Fool's Day, and I was walking yeah. into work, 
And I checked my phone. I was like, oh, why have I got a message at this time? Checked my phone and it was from EB Games. Come pick up your copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake today. And I'm like, April Fool's? And you're doing this to me? I feel like that's a bit mean. And then I, I you, actually... If that I, was an actual prank, holy shit. Like, yeah. COVID would have been the last of um, uh, EB's problems. This year. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I called them up and I'm like, hey, I just want to confirm this is a legitimate text message and not like a prank or, you know, like a scam or anything like that. And they're like, no, 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 it's it's legitimate. You can come pick it up. And I'm like, well, yeah. fuck! That was bonkers <laughs> that day. I, I think... We, uh, my, I messaged my partner and... Doesn't like I just imagine she like stands up like throws her books it's like I'm out, <laughs> gets rid of all of her folders like I'm out boss, I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, um, but also it was I think that was the biggest time of unease in regards to the whole COVID situation. That was that was when it was the biggest unknown. We didn't know how it was going to travel. How you know we didn't know a lot of the things we take for granted in terms of our knowledge of the virus now. Yeah. So I think that that's obviously part of the reason why street dates were broken quite consistently and, you know, things like that were happening. Well, COVID-19 also uh, made Bethesda cancel QuakeCon 2020. The Last of Us Part 2 was delayed indefinitely over issues that have arisen as a result of the coronavirus. In a statement from Naughty Dog, they said, Even with us finishing the game, we were faced with the reality that due to the logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part 2 around the same time, ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time where we can solve these logistics issues. Now, this got announced like a week or so after the whole Final Fantasy thing. And I think this is very much a response to that. Yeah. Because imagine if The Last of Us Part 2, such a narratively heavy game, had like randomly came out. Yeah. Like that would have been fucked for people who were in the second or third or whatever allotment of Although, countries. And seeing the word indefinitely is terrifying oh, yeah. <laughs> as oh, well. Yeah, it's that, just like I, I we were all like, "What? what? When? Oh God!" But with that being said, never coming do out. Guys, do you guys think it would have changed the perception of Last of Us Part Two? Do you think there would have been no. as much? People are still. Oh, it assholes. was. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, look, I think the the bullshit response there, and we'll get to we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, on Last of Us Part Two, probably over would have overridden it. But I think for those people who just genuinely want to play the game, which is the majority of people, not the loud wankers, um, they would have had the story ruined for them. That would have sucked. I mean, I was already terrified after the leak in the month before. Oh stuff yeah, online. I was terrified of going on on Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, um, that's fair. Actually, sure to be that. fair, it was one of those moments where it, the gaming community stood really strong and it's like, no, we're not going to spread these. I, I didn't see it. Mm. And I know like most people didn't see them. Um, I think we saw some, we saw the spoiler that ended up being true, but we just thought it was silly. <laughs> we were like, whatever. And like the kind of the way that <laughs> yeah, I, I think, saw I think, it spread was very crude and didn't really get the full thing across. So... Didn't yeah. really bother yeah. me in the long run. Still a surprise. Still a massive, like, yeah. still a massive surprise. Didn't Speaking really of being anything. delayed indefinitely, Iron Man VR also got delayed indefinitely the same day. Which is the sh- um, Iron Man VR is a really cool game. I played it at PAX uh, 2019. I was blown away by it. I played it a bit this year. I was like, yeah, it wore off a I'd bit. love to check it out um, for sure. The, it's on my list. Yeah. You know, dude, mm. get on it. it, 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 it like, the, um, what are the 
fucking hand dildo controllers called? Move controllers. Uh, they and work really well as yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, they look like... Whatever. Surely they have been used <laughs> they <work> once. Surely. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. They look reference? really good as... <laughs> <laughs> Hey. They're not dildos. They're, they're move controllers everywhere. <laughs> um, the PS5 controller finally got its name, the DualSense. And in one of the weirdest stories in, in a particularly weird year, Cooking Mama Cookstar was rumored to be a cryptocurrency mining scheme. That was following its delisting from the eShop. Uh, the claim was disputed by developers first playable, and it came out that the real re- reason for the delisting came down to a licensing dispute, which was just as weird. There was people working on the game that shouldn't have been, it got released when it shouldn't have been. Some parties involved with this release said, no, we, we didn't even know where we were involved with this. But the whole cryptocurrency thing, I just remember this spreading on Twitter. Everyone's like, it was such a head scratch. Like, one, how would that happen? And two, why Cooking Mama Cookstar? I, I was so like amused by this whole thing. Whenever, like, a, a party was that know. was associated with the whole thing released a statement, it just became infinitely more complex. Yeah, right. yeah. It's, yeah, it's like some kind of weird mystery movie that <laughs> was unfolding in live action around us. Like, it's I think if it was, like, any other game, this would have been much bigger news. But because it's sort of a niche game, it was very niche. It was very niche news with very big ramifications and consequences. <laughs> but as soon as somebody saw Cookie Mama, I was like, oh, that's dumb. Like, no, not like who cares about that? Yeah. Mm. Um, as well. Exo- oh, sorry. My God. I was just going to say that during April, we got, we got a lovely little Easter Animal Crossing event that was the best thing for memes. Because it was the oh my worst God, event. Those fucking eggs. <laughs> those those fucking eggs. I don't eggs. want any eggs. Can I offer you an egg in this trying time? Trying time, <laughs> yes. Those that oh. and also like I think I think the first couple of weeks of April was like the closest we came to world peace. Really, <laughs> I don't know when, with Animal with Crossing. Animal, when that Animal Easter Crossing. event came along, <laughs> yeah. like no joke. That I feel like that killed so much of my. Interest. Oh, we all wanted we yeah, all wanted to event. to burn everything That's when down. I fell off. I, I fell off completely. Yeah. That was like that point. Also, I'd gotten too rich in the game. He's gotten he too rich. He gained the system. No, I, I fucked. Okay. The stalk okay. market. Animal Crossing. <laughs> the goddamn stalk man- market. I became like the wolf of Wall Street. A literal <laughs> wolf on Wall Street. Um, <laughs> where I bought all these turnips, sold them at a perfect time. I had like three rounds of turnips that went extra- like, as well as they could have gone. And I suddenly had like 10 million. <laughs> bells i'm like what now what what do i do yeah you broke it um you i fired it. up the game for the first time since the easter um i'm trying to make an egg joke about it being catastrophe but i got nothing Easter, whatever the i can't think of a good existential joke existential yes. crisis ah. existential crisis why not yes. um and yeah, just like everyone on my islands that came in, I looked like, you got rich and you changed. I got rich left. Moving on to a, a game that oh I still God. like No Man's Sky got exosuits. These big mech suits were pretty badass. The Google Stadia, released in the US, Canada, UK, Ireland, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Netherlands, Belgium, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and Finland, all countries that have better internet than Australia. Paul Haddad, the original voice of Resident, 2, Resident Evil 2's Leon S. Kennedy, sadly passed away after a battle with throat cancer. And Mick Gordon, 
the mastermind behind the uh, legendary Doom soundtrack, revealed that Bethesda released a Doom Eternal soundtrack, which was mixed without him. He mm. wasn't in it. Which, the, the fuck was that? Betrayal. Like, like, well, didn't it actually turn he, out that he just like wasn't responding to Bethesda at all, and he was just like an awful person to work with? There he, was, mate, he got, the, he, he got yeah. that Bring Me the Horizon money. There was he was a, working uh, on the new Bring the Horizon tracks. <laughs> There, there were two sides to this story, so mm, yeah. um, I, d- I don't know who's to believe yeah. here, but um, it yeah. just sounds like there a- was a falling out. Well, speaking of things turning to ship, Xbox Game Studios and Warner Bros. Games were removed from GeForce now. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, the, no. The walls are falling down. Um, released do? that month, we had <laughs> Resident Evil 3. My oh. Friend Pedro, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Predator Hunting Grounds, Gears Tactics, and the bafflingly awful AFL Evolution 2. Mm. Also, didn't My Friend Pedro come out in 2019? I believe this on Switch came out on um, in April. Before that, it was just PC. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Tell you something. One of the games on that list that I really wish I spent some more time with, because it looked like kind of just dumb fun, Predator Hunting Grounds. I watched a lot of Let's Plays off it. Of just mainly the guys from Kind of Funny. I was watching them play it a lot. And it looked like a really good, fun, dumbass game to play with mates. Yeah, it seems like it would have been a good time for sure. And it was from the Friday yeah. the Thirteenth devs. Ilphonic. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Was that Ilphonic? And Josh, you played uh, Resident Evil Three, oh, yeah. and you were. I loved that game. You were... Resident Evil Three was great. I um. Was that a been... platinum? Like... Oh, it was. It was, Lauren. <laughs> hey, so wait, are we only up? What's our platinum count up to this point? Look, I didn't, I didn't want to like it? steal the spotlight away from you guys, but I mean, like, if we included all those Kingdom Hearts games listed, we're probably up at about five now. You know what? You're um. <laughs> that's that's fucked. Six. <laughs> Six. That's fucked up. And man. then yeah. So Six what happened? Around the time Resident Evil Three came out, um, I realized I need to get back into and finish off Resident Evil 2 remake um, because it came out the same day as Kingdom Hearts 3. So I just never, like, you know, it was always a toss-up between playing them and I just kind of left it on the back burner. Um, But the original Resident Evil 2 was my favorite game in the whole franchise. Um, So I really wanted to get back to it. Blew through Resident Evil 2, loved it. Blew through Resident Evil 3, loved it. Um, I really didn't understand a lot of the hate it was getting. Um, it's a very different game tonally um, and even structurally to Resident Evil 2. Um, and it kind of released, the way it released and the way it was marketed kind of led people to assume it was just going to be more of the same or um, it was going to be structured maybe a bit more in line with Resident Evil 2. Maybe they'd have a bit more overlap. But instead, it's kind of more of this campy, fun, like action movie rather than this, you know, Real spooky kind of trot through Raccoon City, um, and it, it was a really. Just I didn't even time. try number three. I'm just I'm just waiting for four now. Or <gasps> four remake. Oh my god! One thing oh, I give me that number four. One thing <laughs> I noticed so personally about Resident Evil Three remake is that it wasn't marketed as heavily as Resident Evil Two was. Oh no! no. Like, yeah, it just kind of was like. Not- Psst. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like it just sort of like. Oh yeah, by the way, here it is. Uh, here you go. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I feel like two was way more advertised and way more in the spotlight. Absolutely, and was yeah. like well, two different studios, so than- wasn't it? Well, yeah. The thing, the crazy thing is, I did an article on it on the site. Um, subtle plug. Um, 
Storymodegamer.com. <laughs> Check it out. Um, but the fascinating thing about Resident Evil 3 is that it had some team members who worked on Resident Evil 2 on board with it, but they also had two new teams built from the ground up, made of former um, Platinum and Capcom devs to make this oh, wow. game. Yeah, built up underneath Capcom. Um, like, biggest secret <laughs> in gaming. Like, and barely anybody knows about it, but like, it has some crazy veterans there and it's reflected so much in resident evil 3 where it is this more action um like yeah more actiony kind of take on what resident evil 2 remake did and it has dodging and it has parries and stuff like that and it feels like as if uh platinum made a resident evil game and it's awesome it's just an awesome game to run through in an evening well moving on to may Bandai Namco Entertainment officially celebrate the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man, the little sphere waka, that waka, waka, waka. Sony Interactive Entertainment held its PS5, the future of gaming event where it unveiled the PlayStation 5 design and several new and upcoming games. I didn't the, realize uh, they design got like, mixed response. Yeah, I didn't realize they like announced all these PlayStation things like dribbled it out over the year. I had no mm. idea. I wasn't paying it attention. Wasn't- I was, was still working full time. <laughs> I didn't notice it. <laughs> I was working hard from home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was watching all these conferences. Um, while getting paid for it, so what up? Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seven was classified as R eighteen plus here in Australia because dude hangs dong. Um, <laughs> I got my uh my things wrong before. Last of Us Part Two story details leaked after the indefinite delay, so they got leaked in May, not before. Summer Game Fest started and was immediately forgotten due to a nonsensical structure and schedule. Um, Summer Game Fest was meant to sort of take play uh, the spot of all of the cancelled conferences like E3 and Gamescom and stuff like that. And it just, it was weird and didn't do anything. It was a bit of a non-starter. Um, Paris Games Week 2020 was cancelled due to... Keelan, can you guess? No. Why'd you do this to me, Keelan? I don't, I don't know. I do, like, I, Why I've, would you do that? I've been Keelan asleep. 19. I've been okay, asleep Keelan most 19. of this year. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you have been. <laughs> COVID-19 took down Paris Games Week 2020. The PlayStation Store was suspended indefinitely in mainland China, pending an investigation by the Chinese government into alleged security issues. John Shiring and Drew McCoy, two ex-Respawn developers, partnered to form Gravity Well, a studio that describes itself as a small AAA studio that wants to explore, quote, bold new ideas exclusively for next-gen hardware and PCs. Speaking of PCs, GTA V was released for free over on the Epic Game Store, and holy shit, thanks Epic, that was oh rad. Um, key mm. reseller G2A uh, admitted that it had stolen keys on its website, pledging to pay developer Woob Software 10 times the value of the keys sold. 198 keys were stolen and sold in total. BlizzCon 2020 got cancelled and the TurboGrafx-16 Mini released. What a month. Uh, Release-wise, we had John Wick Hex, Atsune Miku, Project D for Mega Mix, Hells Yeah, Mafia 2 and 3 Definitive Edition, Maneater, the Shark Game, Bioshock <laughs> the Collection and Borderlands Legendary Collection both came to Switch. Did we get, what did a we get anyone month. playing Maneater? Look, no. I was interested in it. But then I realized how repetitive it's going to get. I'm like, ah. And how much, how much can you do with a shark game? <laughs> I want to fight the shark. They should make the Meg the game. I'm looking forward to picking <laughs> it up <laughs> for like five bucks one day. 
and just having a blast. Yeah, yes. it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a good like PlayStation Plus game. I'll, I'll get onto. I will, uh, if you will, sink my teeth into it. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have always accepted. Dive in. Mm-hmm. On the note of G two A. Um, this is not the first time, and I highly doubt it will be the last time, that they have confessed about selling stolen keys. That is almost their entire business model. And the problem so what do they do? Do, that do they do they Garbage. say to developers, "Give us keys, and we'll sell them. We'll give you like this much for them," and they just never do? Like, uh, no, 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 no. So the way that it works is that it's actually a key reseller. So a lot of people will use a stolen. So a lot of hackers will use a stolen credit card to purchase mm-hmm. some keys from Steam or Epic Games Store, what have you. And then they will resell them on G2A for however much. But because they didn't spend any of their own money to begin with, hey, look, that is a free key that they're giving away, essentially, and they're getting all that money from it. And then, of course, the issue comes is that when someone says, hey, this key doesn't work, or someone reports that their credit card was stolen and it will you know, used to purchase whatever, that key then becomes invalid immediately. Mm. And so the person who, you know, the innocent person who purchased the key from G2A goes, hey, this key doesn't work. What the fuck? I want my money back. G2A have a little weird subject clause saying we are not responsible for any of that. Get in contact with the developers. So, Mm. of course, these people go to the developers saying, hey, my key doesn't work. What's going on? And they go, "Uh, well, look, unfortunately, it was a stolen key. It was, a, it was a key that was purchased using stolen credit card information. We can't do anything about it. Like, that's not our fault. And so after a lot of back and forth, a lot of the time it reaches the point where the developers have to not only pay the credit card cancellation fee and the reimbursement for a key that was basically stolen. <laughs> so the developers end up losing on so much money. And in fact, Ugh. several several small indie developers came forward and said, we would sooner you fucking pirate the game than buy it on G2A. G2A oh, literally loses yeah. us money. Yeah. G2A is literally came. a loss. If you pirate it, whatever. Purchase it when you can. But if you buy it on G2A, we, um, we're going to lose. Mm. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Hey, G2A, stop being dickheads. Um, <laughs> just shut yourselves down, please. Do yeah. all of gaming stop a favor. Stop doing the things. And stop being complete wankers. Okay, thanks. All right. Let's <laughs> move into June. Now, June will be... June was a big month um, for a lot of things that are beyond the gaming scope. So just bear with me a moment. I'm reading through a fair bit here. A lot of this, again, stems from Wikipedia um, and a few other resources, but I, I've, I've thrown a few other things in. So... In the wake of protests following the murder of George Floyd and the resurgence of support for the BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement, across several entertainment sectors, the video game industry also responded. Most large publishers and developers shared their support of the protest and BLM as with other large entertainment companies. A number of video game announcement events had been planned on the week of June 6th and onward as a virtual replacement for E3 2020, which was cancelled, as we said earlier, due to COVID, but most of these shifted by a week or more to allow the voices of the protest to have the necessary focus. Many companies announced plans to donate funds towards black-orientated organizations, including EA, 2K Games, Riot Games, Humble Bundle, committing uh, $1 million US dollars to such foundations, while others like Ubisoft, Square Enix, and the Pokemon Company also committed to significant donations. Itch.io raised over $8.1 million for black charities through sales of a game bundle, with games from over 1,300 developers. I remember that coming out, and that was huge. I bought that. 
I've actually just pulled it up to have a it's look. It's really, it's really impressive. It has um, got a lot of excellent games, including Night in the Woods and Celeste <gasps> and lots of really fucking good games. Uh, EA and Infinity Ward pledged to combat racism that they were aware had persisted by users in their games in light of the events. I mean, I... Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of fucked up though. They took something like this it to happen for them. Like, yeah, there's racism in their games. Like, yeah. guys, w- w- like you've been told this for years. So a lot of this stuff coming from um, companies stuff like that was was pandering. Like that that was that was bullshit yeah. um, from uh, EA Infinity Ward. Like you had your chance to do something about this. You've cool. You're doing the right thing, but where were you? Yeah, not, should not have taken. Shouldn't have taken this. But it is really good to see. Hey, some companies put their money where the mouth is, and hopefully that money's gone to some really good cause and you know actually promoted some change. Um, also in June, Microsoft announced the closure of its Mixer stream service on July 22nd, instead of transitioning and partnering with Facebook Gaming. The PS5 console design was finally revealed to mixed responses. Skate 4 was today announced. Not today. What do I write today? It was announced <laughs> in June as part of the EA Play Livestream. Hell of yeah, Skate 4. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Good vibes. Twitch and its CEO, Emmett Shear, uh, were accused of laughing off or ignoring reports of abusive Twitch partners, which also rolls into in late June and early July as a continuation of prior Me Too movement effects on the industry from 2017. Several people started speaking out of separate, se- sorry, they're speaking out of specific accounts of sexual misconduct and harassment towards others in the industry. Initial complaints had been directed towards Twitch streamers, but soon had reached major companies including Insomniac and EA, with most studios taking actions to deal with the accused and instituting better policies to handle internal and external um, issues related to sexual misconduct. In particular, charges were made toward the CEO of Evolution's Champion Series, or EVO, Joey Carla, who was subsequently let go. Multiple publishers that had backed the event had pulled out of the news, and the EVO event, which had already been reworked as an online event due to COVID-19, was subsequently cancelled. A large number of cases were found through Ubisoft's executive-level staff, leading to a number of higher-level departures and major internal review of how the company handled such complaints in the future. The whole Ubisoft uh, incident uh, do have some flow-on effects in the coming months as well. That month, we also got Valorant, uh, The Outer Worlds came to Switch, Burnout Paradise came to Switch, yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Woo! Bottom, Rehydrated came out, and to completely calm and rational responses from gamers, The Last of Us Part 2 came out. Yeah, there was no issues with that release whatsoever. J- nope. June was June was intense. There was a lot of stuff. And I think it's 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 one of those months where gaming as as a whole sort of took a back step to a lot of things. Mm. Yes. Uh which 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 is fair enough. But so that's really probably focus most on uh, some fun on Last of Us Part Two. I gotta say, that whole thing around Last of Us Part Two taught me to ignore just the conversation yeah. around games entirely. I, shut it I don't out. enjoy um, shit when this happens. It kills. It kills it for me. I don't want to have these conversations with people unless it's something valid. And none of the conversation around Last of Us Two is valid. They Ooh, delayed the, the game the, to pump the, up her arm muscles. The quote-unquote yeah. uh, criticisms of the game. Um, this was this is fucking terrible. That ruined the game for a lot of people. It ruined yeah. the game for. Um, it's similar to Cyberpunk for me, but Cyberpunk has valid criticisms. But hmm. like, I think I, I think Last of Us Part Two has valid. I, I love it. It's one of my favorite games of the generation, and probably my, I think it's my game of the year. 
And there's some valid conversation regarding this, mainly the story structure. I know it didn't work for sure. everyone, but so much of it stemmed from a place of, uh, and this is coming from like a lot of uh, Twitter comments, stuff like that. A lot of it stemmed from, uh, you know, sexism, homophobia, stuff like that. We're just, mm. oh, I'm playing as a, as a female character in this, in this game. Oh, the game has queer representation, therefore I don't like it. Therefore I'm going to look at everything through this scope which you're not going to look at any other game in the same way. And it's, I agree with Keon, like, if you don't like the game, cool, but fuck's sake, just let people enjoy things. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. if, yeah. You, if you don't want to play it, don't play it. If you're not happy with something in it, don't play it. Don't send people death threats. Don't send reviewers yep. death threats. Don't act, send the actors and the creators of the game death threats. Don't send fans of the fucking game death threats. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. No death one is threat. forcing yeah. you to play this, okay? Yeah. The, the Fast and Furious Crossroads, for instance, came out in a fucking shit state. That game looks terrible and no yeah. one forced me to play it, so it doesn't bother me. No one yeah, other than exactly. Jesse. But still. <laughs> yeah. just, I, I think I'm a little hot about this because I did so much research on it. I kind of just brought it all back up. I'm like, wow, what a shitty discourse That's around so what shit. is a fantastic game. I want to be able to have conversations it, about what I yes. think of the combat in the game. Like, I want to talk about how I yeah. think it it is literally a reskinned last of us one when it comes to the gameplay portion and i think it's such a step backwards and i i'm i really want to see more from naughty dog going into the next gen i think they're capable of so much more but i can't have that conversation because i love the story in this game this story got me in so many ways i wasn't expecting and it got me so invested mm-hmm. um, oh, here we go everyone uh example of valid Good criticism. See, yeah. That's what I've liked. <laughs> Josh and I have been having a discussion about this game, and it's like, okay, cool. Like, this is a valid conversation, and this is like the critiques that games need in order to become better. Right, Whereas yeah. I've had conversations with other people, and just like, I didn't want to play as X because they did this. It's, it's being forced she down is our girl throats with muscle. <laughs> right. I just sort of, I guess, on this topic because I feel like this is the perfect time to bring it up. People sit there. Gamers, hashtag gamers, gamers with <laughs> gamers rise up, right? The um, most uh, um, marginalized group in the history of oh, yeah, the yeah, world. Yeah. The most marginalized straight white male dominated group ever. Um, anyway, the, they sit there and they go, oh, but I don't want politics in my games. And then game developers are like, oh, no, no, no. Our games aren't political. Um, yeah, they fucking are. They Game. absolutely fucking up. The division is entirely fucking political. Mm-hmm. Fucking Watchdogs Legion, entirely fucking political. So you cannot sit there and say, oh, I don't want politics in my games, and then eat up all the political shit that you <laughs> are the, offered. Also, so on the shut the of that. fuck up and realise <laughs> that first off, yes, it is fucking political. Deal with it. Secondly, get over yourself. Like, fuck like, off. Like, yeah. politics is in everything. And also because people have Including been misconstrued what, politi- and what politics are when people are just like, oh, this game has queer representation, which is politics. What? Human this rights game, is not this fucking game, political. It's, it's like and when if you think like, it's political, oh, then get the fuck up off COVID-19, Therefore, it's politics. The fuck are you on about? Yo, guys, that's a person. That's a character in a piece of media you're consuming. Sandy Cheeks in Battle for His the Bikini Bottom. His name's SpongeBob. God damn it. <laughs> Platinum Cow. Finally, some good fucking squirrel representation. Damn straight. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, the entire Platinum. conversation was dominated by bullshit, and it drowned out a lot of the incredible is. conversation we could have about it. You're right. Like, oh, yeah, I, it I still it can't have the conversations recently. I want to have about this game because I think it's phenomenal. And- 
but there's so many drawbacks and I was so disappointed in some ways, you know, like ugh. see it's like, actually part for me, of the reason the game- why I haven't played the game. It's like because of the messy discourse surrounding it and the hassle that if I play this game, I'm going to have an opinion on it. And the mm-hmm. fact that I'm going to have to deal with all of these other bullshit opinions is such a deterrent. It's exhausting. Yeah. Like it's like just the thought of it. I'm like, I don't want to play this game because just the thought of having to deal with people going, oh, but girls can't get that buff. You know, like that just shits me to the nth degree. Again, like, and I cannot. Dumb fuck YouTubers who are like, oh, I looked at the wall in uh in uh, Abby's room and it has her workout schedule and I've done the math that she can't <laughs> yeah. possibly get that. Oh, somebody boy. did that. And if you're going that far down the rabbit hole to hate Talking a game, about the burrito sheets, like, oh, I love. Just go for a fucking walk. <laughs> just, so just, just go, just go, go outside, get some sun. Just admit that the reason why you want to hate this game is because you are a sexist, transphobic, homophobic piece of shit. And we can all accept that and move on with our lives. Don't sit there and pretend it's about anything other than that. It's not about the game design because you are willing to eat it up in The Last of Us Part 1, which I would argue is, you know, probably the better game. I haven't played Part 2, so I can't really accurately say. But, you know, from my personal experience thus far, I would say Part 1 seems like the better, more inviting game. That so is to say, like... There are people who don't like the game, and it's for completely valid reasons. But I think, 100%. unfortunately, that side of the uh, the discussion ha- was co opted by people who wanted to go above and beyond, taking the game in such a sort of a natural way and critique it in a way that no ga- other game really gets critiqued. Sorry, no game with a male lead gets critiqued with the straight white male lead and they 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 went over over just far and beyond and they turned the argument they turned the conversation into an argument and then the parody where it's yeah. like there's nothing but then that parody became dangerous when people were getting like a lot of death threats mm. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. but still spongebob squarepants for battle for bikini bottom rehired looked really really cool oh man i love the way they brought back my boy um I loved the PS2 SpongeBob platformers back in the day. Like those you know were my what, bread and butter. You know what's, they were pretty cool. I played you with them. I find really Michael. interesting about that game though. Yeah. Is the fact that part of the reason why it was brought back the way that it was was because of speedrunners. Oh dude, speedrunners. I watched the whole documentary really fun, on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's incredible. There's just so many like random random little bits and pieces you can do to speedrun this game. It's, yeah. And it became so popular within the speedrun community and therefore their viewers. Yeah that it gained enough attention that people were like, fuck it, we'll just remake it, why But not? never in my wildest mm-hmm. dreams Definitely. like would I have expected this to happen. You know, get all the licenses in order. I mean, it was developed by a defunct THQ team now. Um, but, you know, mm. it all lined up and it happened and it gives me so much hope. Like, I really want them to do a remaster or remake of the movie game, the game that was based off the SpongeBob oh. movie in 2004. It's pretty much just a direct sequel to this one. Um, uses all the same mechanics. Like, it'd be, they could do it. 100% and I'd trust them with it. And I'd also really want to see Hit and Run, of course. Simpsons Hit and Run oh has to come God. back. Mm-hmm. And like oh, yeah. a team yeah. like this who have got this experience working on these licensed properties. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, and re-upping the, um, the actual uh, art style to make it fit way better than it did back in the day. Like it's, I'd really love to see that. You know what game in this list of releases from this month? Sorry, Simon, before I change topic, go on. 
Uh, I was just going to say, like, I think it's funny. Like we've, it's something that's happened over the years is like animated or movie um, licensed tie-in games have completely disappeared from the gaming sphere. Give me a Tenet game. You know what I mean? But do you, do you remember, like, every fucking summer, whatever the latest hot animated children's movie was, you know, like, Over the Hedge or whatever the fuck, would get, like... Dude, yeah. Yeah. The, the hot the hot animated movie, Over the Hedge? That's, that was your first pick? It was the first thing that came into mind. Don't ask me why. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. But, like, you know, Shrek and all that sort of stuff. You'd yeah. have those awesome I miss it, movies man. with really shit oh, games. And I want was, a Moana game. It's weird, though, yeah. that they were so charming. Because they mm. were fucking awful, but they were really charming in their own but way. When you got a good one as well, it's just like made it all the more special. Oh, like, yeah, that's yeah. it. But also, even good ones were like even the crap ones. It's like, well, at least they tried something. Like, at least it was it's yeah. a bit of dumb fun. Still got like, the voice acting. Yeah. Could you imagine a Wally construction game where you're this little robot? You have to build structures and stuff like that. There absolutely was wow, a Wally there game. Is. There is. Yep. Hundred percent. Man, I'm gonna find it because Wally's. But Wally's I don't present. know if it's a construction. You could like go up half pipes and do like Benny Harnas and shit. I remember that. Oh, me. Wally yeah. and Tony should be just skin into um blah, 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 blah. <laughs> into Tony Hawk. Um, there is one game on the release schedule for June that kind of um, it broke my heart a little bit. Valorant. Because I played a lot of it on PC, but as I've said a m- bunch of times, my brain has broken it. I can't use mouse and keyboard and shooters. And you can't use a controller for that. I think if I could use a controller on Valorant, I would have sunk a few hundred hours into that. Where I was having, I was playing it. I was getting the, like the first time I played Overwatch vibes. I'm like, oh, I could, I could really get addicted here. But like, what happened with Valorant? I like it. Like, has it still got a solid player base, or has it kind of dropped off? A bit? Yeah, I think it's, it's got a relatively. So- I think it's kind of like at apex levels where it's not the the number one. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't. I, I think, think it's lot, as popular as Apex or like Rainbow Six Siege like, kind yeah, of like. Yeah, I think, I think it yeah. would be closer to to Siege. Yeah. I think most people are just playing Warzone. I think Warzone was the dominating force in that sort of yeah uh, at field that time. Yeah. But wrapping up our first half of the year, so from the first of January till the end of June, how are we feeling about 2020 thus far? Uh, should we give it a blueberry rating? Actually, okay. <laughs> We're gonna give you the, uh, the the traditional fan critical blueberry rating. So you give. Uh, when you give the first half of 2020 a blueberry score out of so, between one being worst and five being best. I guess you and there is no own. half measures. There's you no half have, measures. You can't have a half blueberry. A half a blueberry is pointless. Nobody wants half a blueberry. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to score this because game-wise, it's I'm give it super solid. I'm going to give I'm it gonna, three blueberries. I think three is a fair score because I think, for me, the games were a four, mm. but... The discussion, discourse, and grossness regarding everything else was a two, maybe a one. Yeah, uh, that's a hundred percent it. Like, it's definitely a lot of external factors yeah. that are detracting from. If, the if score. you could just strip away a lot of that, you look at games like Last of Us Two, Persona came out, Animal Crossing, Doom, Half Life, Alex. It was it was a banger of a first half of the year yeah. game wise. Yeah. I played Fantastic. some really really good games here. Fantastic fucking games. Kills, how'd you feel? Well, the whole year up until that point as, as, as a whole had been about maybe a one blueberry. But the release of Doom Eternal in March managed yeah. to drag it up to a, a solid two. Mm-hmm. Nice firm now, blueberries, fair, by the way. A, like a the Keelan good kind. two is a Simon four. <laughs> 
which is a Josh 3, a Jesse 6, and a Lauren 1. <laughs> We're complex in the first group. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't do review scores. <laughs> no, we can't do them. Mm. Lauren, how many Blu-rays are you going to give this? Look, I'm going to give it a 2 because um, uh, Animal Crossing definitely um, upped the start of the year for me. Um, as much as I don't play it now, I was a massive fan of the – I am a massive fan of the franchise. And, like, that was, like, a magical month or two that I did it sink was, my teeth into it. it. Like, yeah. it, like it, I'm not even – I can't even, like – I don't know. I can't even like under undercut it. Like it, it was literally like a magical time for me. <laughs> like, um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like waking up, like, uh, cause you know, take Josh to work at six in the morning or four in the morning or however early he started work, and then go home and like you are we'll just insane. play it for hours. I am, and <laughs> like we'll just play it for hours and just like it was. It really sounds really sad. I was like. I saw a tweet and I, I related to it so much that it was like, I was so excited to go to sleep so I could wake up and play Animal Crossing the next day and have <laughs> oh, new no, things no, I... happen, have the dailies happen, have like, is it going to be rainy today? Is it going to be whatever? And like that magic alone, which is basically up there with the first like month or two months of Pokemon Go is like, uh, it, it definitely topped it for me. It topped it. And the then Animal like Crossing... the last was part two. I didn't play it personally because I don't, I'm not... Masochist. I, yeah, <laughs> I I watched I watched Josh play through it about seventeen times to get the platinum. So I've had another enough. plat, <laughs> another one. I actually and SpongeBob at too. this point, yeah. like games we've talked <laughs> you, about. I think I've got SpongeBob. about nine. Yeah, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. The ones we mentioned for just half of the year, just for mm. what we've mententioned. There's other ones off. Right, we're we're hundred percent going to do an episode soon where I. Need to discuss your love of trophies because I don't get an obsession. It. Me neither. We obsession. can convince you. We can Josh, convince how you. many um how many blueberries uh would you give the start? How many, the first how many half bloobs for the blue bombs? I, I think I'm a lot more optimistic than you guys. Um <laughs> Yeah. I think that <laughs> well I like a lot of the discussion around it around the first half of the year got very tiring for me. Um I think in terms of solid big games that I had a blast with, I had Final Fantasy VII Remake. I had Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I had Resident Evil 3 and Last of Us Part Two and SpongeBob SquarePants. Battle for Bikini Bottom in there as well. Um, I just had... Hmm. I There were a lot of big games there that I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, that was awesome. It was an awesome first half of the year for me. So I'd say four blueberries. <gasps> you know what? You've actually convinced me because I've realized something... Yeah. As a Sony like fanboy, oh. I got to see the PS5. Well, the the, the, the PS5 reveal events were also actually really great. <laughs> I mean, I would go I think- actually, no, I'm going to go for four because we also started story mode. Maybe it just means more to me than the rest of you guys. You're all monsters. <laughs> You're all monsters. Okay, so uh, it's a four from Josh, a four from Jesse, a three from me, and a two from Keelan, and also a two from Lorne. Mm-hmm. So that equals up to whatever, I don't know, you guys at home do the math. It's like one three-quarter Animal Crossing and a quarter Last of Us Part (laughs) 2. Our rating as a team is a three. (laughs) Let's uh, wrap it up here, um, take a break, and then come back. We're going to do part two of uh, the fuckery that is 2020. We're going to run from July through to today. Who knows what will happen tomorrow. So, hope you enjoyed part one. If you want to find part two, 
true or just listen to any of our other podcasts, we're on Spotify and iTunes. So subscribe and leave us a review while you're there. Check out all the other fantastic fan critical podcasts there on iTunes, Spotify, and all other good podcast services. Um, if you want to keep up to date with all sorts of news and reviews and stuff, storymodegaming.com. While you're there, um, check out our survey. We're running our Game of the Year awards. So we've got awards for best antagonist, protagonist, best story, best performance, uh, best gaming moment, and of course, our Game of the Year. Um, you can also find links to that survey over on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Story Mode Oz. We're also on Patreon. Search for Fan Critical. Um, if you want to get access to a few extra shows and to the Discord server run by Avera and Simon Evans, just chop, chuck a couple of buckarinos our way. But let's wrap it up. Um, I won't say bye to you guys because I'm going to grab another drink and I'm going to probably hit the next episode. So everyone um, listening, thanks for listening. Hope you tune to the next, the, to the second half, um, as we go through July through to December. Um, we'll catch you there. Play See some games. Then. Love Bye. Bye. I'm the pre-redesigned Sonic.